the title of today's sermon is The Shallow Man. Okay? That's not what that says, though. <laughs> that says Rocky Ground, but the title of today's sermon is The Shallow Man, and that says Rocky Ground because they're the same thing. Okay? That's what we're going to be finding out as we, uh, as we get into things. Uh, not that I changed my mind or anything, but why don't you stand up and uh, let's read from Luke together. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he had said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. And then Jesus explained this part of the parable. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it. But they have no root. They believe for a while, but the time of testing, they fall away. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the grace and the power that are in your word and the life that are in your word. I pray, Father, that you would quicken our hearts, that the Holy Spirit would rest upon each person here so that, so that we might, you might bear fruit. Your, your word might bear fruit in our lives, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. When I was growing up, the idea of bearing fruit in the church meant that, uh, that you got a bunch of people saved. Uh, and, you know, that's good. That's all right. But that's really only a, a tiny little bit of bear, what, what fruit bearing is supposed to be about as a Christian. Most of the fruit is supposed to happen in our lives. Supposed to be things that that happen and actually take place in uh, in our lives. Anytime God's word goes forth, one of four things happens, and what happens is not dependent upon the word itself. We we uh, we tend to to try and put the onus on the word and go, well, you know, I, nothing's really happening in my life, so. Uh, something must be wrong with the preacher or something's really, nothing's really happening in my life. So these sermons just don't touch me, you know what? Uh, but that's not where it belongs at all. The word is always potent. The word of God is potent. The the word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing the soul and spirit joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. That's some heavy stuff. That's some very heavy lifting that goes on when, when the word enters into a situation, either through being read or through being heard. Uh, and it's not, you know, uh, when I, I, I used to kind of read that verse with some fear and trip and trepidation, whatever trepidation is. And, uh, it was kind of like, Oh my goodness, the word is judging me. It's teaching you to judge you. It's, it's teach, it will teach you. It will give you wisdom to know, Oh, wait a minute. This is just flesh. This is spirit. This, this is a bad choice. That's a right choice. This is the way to go. So the word can actually do that. Isaiah also says, well, actually God says, the Holy Spirit through Isaiah, as the rains and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and 
and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So the word of God is, is always potent. It always has the, the capability of bearing fruit in a person's life. Always does. Now, the word of man doesn't necessarily carry those same qualities. Uh, now, sometimes the word of man is very potent, but it's potent in a toxic way rather than in a, rather than in a, a, a healthy way. When, uh, when Brad was sharing a couple of weeks ago about uh, not liking the word versions when it comes to Bible, like translations better. Uh, there's, there's two versions that I can think of that I would go, uh-uh, don't go there. One, one of them is, is called the New World Version, and, and it's, it just basically changes some of the stuff. It has no, has no textural underpinning for some of the changes that it makes uh, to satisfy the particular doctrines of a cult. Uh, the other is man's version, whatever that may happen to be. Because very often, uh, you, you, you can read one translation or you can read this translation, but it's your translation. You start sharing it with people, and, and that may not necessarily be carrying good fruit with it uh, or good seed with it when, when it goes forth. Uh, that's why you need to know the word for yourselves. No, are, are, you, are you saying that I need to sign on to read this book Every day for the rest of my life? Uh, yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. And, you know, why not? You know, I, I suspect unless something strange is going down, you're going to eat every day for the rest of your life. Don't you ever get tired of eating? Okay. That was pretty clear. Uh well, the, when, you're, when you're reading the Word, you're feeding your spirit. You know, uh, no matter how much you eat, Paul wrote to Timothy and he said, bodily exercise, it's, it's, it's of some benefit. It's pretty good. You know, e- eating right, eating healthy, that's of some benefit. But spiritual discipline is profitable for all things. And it's profitable not just temporarily. It's profitable forever and ever and ever. So yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. So uh, the types of soil in this parable, there, there are four types that are mentioned, and they represent the condition of the human heart. That's what they, it's what, it's what they represent. And last week we talked about the least fruitful type of soil, which was the path. Nothing grows on the path. And the reason why nothing grows on the path is because the devil comes and, and, and steals the word out of, out of people's hearts. And, you know, there, you have an enemy. There, there is a devil. And people tend to sometimes go, ah, oh, yeah, devil. I've, I've, heard of, I've heard of the devil. I've heard of leprechauns. I've heard of, you know, pixies and everything. You have an enemy. And he's a devil, and he wants to kill you and wants to destroy you and steal everything of value in your life. And so that's, that's what happens when the heart becomes so hard then the devil comes and steals. Or the birds, which are the, 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 the irrelevancies of life, come and steal the essentials of life. Or the seed just simply gets trampled upon. And that's actually when the birds come, is after it's been trampled upon, whenever the word goes forth and we despise it. 
And we wouldn't use that word. We wouldn't go, I don't despise the word of God. But there are times that we do. There, there, are, there are times that you do. You see, at some point in time in our lives, we're probably all four of these at some different point in time. You know, hopefully everybody here has, a, has at, at, at least some point in their life been good soil. Uh, if you've accepted Jesus Christ, if you've responded to the, uh, to the gospel of the kingdom, that at some point in time you've been good soil. Uh, and, and probably that would be the case for everybody. That's probably why you're here. But at other times in your life, I mean, there, there are times, there are times even now, you know, when, when the word will go forth or I'll read the word or I'll hear the word and it just kind of, you know, and I'm a preacher for crying out loud. You know, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, and then, uh, but, but here's the thing. While, while at some point in time we may be any of these, we tend to develop patterns. We, we tend to, you can call them, you can call them ruts if you, if you want to. We're susceptible, uh, we're, we're susceptible to, to causing, uh, what I'm saying is, is that it, most of the time you're one of these. At some time or another, you can be any of them, but most of the time you're one of them. And the reason for this, the reason for this teaching, the reason that, that, that Jesus gave the parable, uh, wasn't so that you could understand, oh, well, that's why that person didn't get saved. I mean, I sowed good seed, but they must have been, yeah. No, the re, is so that you would be able to look at your own life and go, what is keeping the word from being fruitful in my life? What, what is keeping righteousness, peace, and joy from bearing fruit in my life? What, what is keeping uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. What, what, are, what is keeping those things from coming up and bearing fruit in my life? So, you know, uh, there may have been times when you're the path. There may have been times when you uh, have, been, have been fruitful soil. Uh, but there are also today times we're going to look at when you've been the shallow man. Or the shallow woman. This is not gender specific, by the way. This, uh, this, this, this can fit with anybody. And none of us like to think of ourselves as being shallow. At least I don't think we do. Uh, none of us like to think of ourselves as being shallow. And yet that's, that's what this is, this is talking about here. Uh, when Jesus says that some fell on, fell on rocky soil, he's not talking about soil with a bunch of rocks in it. He's not talking about like what we grow here in, in Middle Tennessee. If you've got a yard, I know one thing that grows in your yard is rocks, right? Because you, 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 can, you can toss them all out, you can, you can get rid of them, and you go back out, and uh, a month later, a week later, certainly a year later, there's rocks again. Have you ever wondered about that? Where do those rocks come from? Well, they actually grow up out of our soil because of what kind of, of underlayment it has because of the, the... It's also one of the things that gives us a lot of green grass is because we've got a limestone underlayment and it breaks up and the rocks come up and there it is. At least I think that's right. And if it, it's not, Wade Hutchison will correct me uh, following the service. But what Jesus is talking about, he's talking about... He's talking about a bedrock with a thin with a thin layer of soil on top of it. That's what he's talking about.
And a bedrock may sound like a good thing. It's good to have a bedrock. And if you're talking about Jesus Christ, yes, it's good to have the, a, a rock. But if you're talking about your heart, bedrock's not a good thing at all. And in some ways, it's even more dangerous than the path because it's invisible and it can't, it, 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 it can't be seen. And so we kind of go through life and kind of go, oh, I, no, my, my heart's not hard. I hear things and, and you know, and I respond and, uh, okay, you hear and you respond. What then? What happens after that? Here are the symptoms. Here is the symptom, the number one symptom of knowing if you've got rocky soil. And I call it over-eagerness. After 29 and a half years of being here, I, I, have, I have no idea how many times I have heard, we have finally found our church. This is exactly what we're looking for. This is, this is great. We've been looking and looking. Now we found it. You know? And they come back next week. And then three weeks later, they come back. And then six months later, it's Easter. They come back. And I don't see them again. Uh, that doesn't happen all the time, but I will say that back in the day, when we were over in the little building back in the day, uh, people would say, well, I want to join the church. And we'd go, well, here, sign this. This is your church membership form. And they'd fill out a membership form and they'd sign it. And I got to where I hated to see anybody sign that thing because I knew that was their goodbye. <laughs> and I, I'm serious. Yeah. Uh, I used to go to, to, to youth camp when I was... Uh, let me just say that one thing about youth camps, there's a tendency among them, hopefully many have changed, but there's a tendency to be, I don't know, just somewhat a little bit manipulative at youth camps at times. And at least half of the people come home from youth camp called into the ministry. Yes, sir. You know, I, I got, I got called, and, and I was one of them. And I guess I got the, the short straw. I, I, you know, it ended up actually being that I was called into the ministry. But there was a very strange journey to get there. Let me just tell you that. But people come in there, they're called in. You know, even it, it doesn't even have to be youth camp. We'll, I'll have, we'll have people come and go, you know, I believe I'm called into the, I believe I'm called to be a pastor. And I'll go, first question, have you read the Bible? Some of it. Some of it? You, you call to be a pastor and you've read some of it? Yep, you haven't even read the book yet? Oh, well, but I've read some of it and, and I've listened to, I've read two of Andy Stanley's books and I've listened to all of, of, of uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, um, Mark, uh, Hinky, uh, uh, Marilyn, Marilyn Hickey, Hickey, not Hickey. No. <laughs> Marilyn, Marilyn Hickey, I've, I've heard all of her tapes and, uh, and I watch, I watch, uh, I watch several services on Sunday morning. You know, I'm called. You're called to mess some people up. That's what you're called to do. 
Read the Word. Let it go. Let it go deep into our lives. Uh, ministry looks good on the outside. I mean, what's not to like? You only work one day a week. You get to be up in front of everybody. Everybody loves you. <laughs> and then you get in and you discover that there's actually work and sacrifice and patience required. And not everybody loves you. For as many as, as love you, there's at least as many on the other side who, who just don't like you at all. And then uh, the, the ones in between, most of them are very suspicious of you. That's why I like to travel incognito. You know, dur- during the week, you know, I, I like, because as soon as somebody hears you're a pastor, I mean, they start rifling the file. What have I said to this guy? You know, God will judge you for what you say to a pastor, you know. Begin to go, the walls go up. You know? uh-uh. I love to see people excited about Christ. I do love to see people excited about Christ. But when it's overexcited, and I've seen this before, I begin to get a little bit leery. You know, I want to see the excitement in, in, in six months. I want to see the excitement in six years. I want to see the excitement in six decades. It's possible. It's absolutely possible. This is my dad. Some of you were here that day. It was second uh, Sunday of November 2004. So that was a long time ago, wasn't it? It's over 13 years ago. Uh, At that point in time, my dad had probably been walking with the Lord over 60 years. At that point in time, his wife had been an invalid in a wheelchair for over a decade. I know some of the challenges and things that he went through during that time. So, you know, I mean, he's, he's, he's had a hard upbringing, had a hard life in a lot of ways, been uh, given the left foot of fellowship from at least one of the churches that he pastored. You know, I, and, and then for the last decade, taking care of his, of his invalid wife, and he's got the glow got the glow. That's possible. That can absolutely happen, but it doesn't happen to the shallow man. Doesn't, doesn't happen to the shallow woman. Doesn't happen when the seed falls on. See, the shallow man's just excited about excitement. Not really about Jesus. It looks like it's about Jesus. It looks like they're the ones that get that are getting it, but they're really just excited about excitement. When the excitement ends, they'll find some excitement somewhere else. Okay, well, why, why is the shallow man this way? Well, there, there are three, three things this parable tells us. Uh, and two of them are listed here. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but when the time of testing comes, they, they fall away. They receive the word with joy. Yeah, this is great. This is wonderful. This is exciting. But three things trip them up. First of all, they, they, they have no root because roots take time. The, the shallow man is impatient. 1 Corinthians 13, chapter 4 tells us that 
the first thing about love is love is... Is that the, all the people who know that? The first thing about love is that love is patient. Yeah. Peter tells us God, God isn't slow about keeping His promises the way some people count slowness. The way impatient people count slowness, no, but he is, he's patient. God is patient with us, not wanting any to perish, but wanting everyone to come to repentance. That's what that's all about. Galatians says, let, let us not become weary in doing good, because we know that at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. If we don't give up, if we endure, if we'll, if we'll persevere, then that harvest will begin to happen in our life. A harvest of righteousness, peace, joy, love, patience, goodness, gentleness, faith. Those things will begin. They will happen in our life. It's inevitable. They have to. As long as we, as long as we don't give up. The, sh- the second reason is that roots not only take time, but they're invisible. And the shallow man wants recognition. The shallow man, well, it matters to the shallow man if his name's in the playbill or not. It matters to the shallow man who gets credit. It matters to the shallow man who gets to be, you know, one, it took me, it took me years in the ministry to learn that if the only time I could get somebody to church is when I put them on stage, then they don't need to be here. Yeah. Took me a long time to figure that out. I'm, I'm slow, okay? But I finally figured that out. It is foundational in the faith that there's only one that it matters to get recognition from. There's, a, there's, a, there's only one. Uh, if you read in uh, Matthew chapter 6, if you're reading Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, he says, when you pray, when you, when you do your acts of righteousness, when you, when you fast, when you give to the poor, do it in such a way that nobody else knows about it. And then your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you openly. Jesus said to the Jews over in John chapter 5, how can you, how can you believe when you're wanting praise from one another and don't try to receive praise from God? Yeah, that, that's, that's kind of where it starts, is to kind of go, I want to please Him more than I want to please anybody else. That's really where, that's really where belief and faith start. And, and you see, if you, if you have no, if you have no roots, you can't bear fruit. If you have no roots, I mean, you might be able to, you know, shoot up a blade of grass every now and then. You know, you might even be able to, to shoot up a, make a flower, you know, but fruit takes time. Roots take time. So, uh, one thing is they're, they're, they're rootless. They have no roots. Second thing is, that they uh, cannot, uh, they don't last in the time of testing. Um, when Jesus was telling the parable, if, as we read it, it said, when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. There's one thing that happens every single day. Do you know what that is? The sun comes up. You guys are bright. You're, actually, you had more sleep than the people in the first service. 
But no, the sun comes up every single day. It does not say if the time of testing comes. It says when the time of testing comes, because the time of testing, it comes every day. And the very thing, the very thing that should bring nourishment, the very thing that should bring life, the very thing that brings light into a situation kills the fruit in the shallow man. Day after day after day after day. Oh, my goodness. The shallow man will start the journey with you, but he ain't going to finish it. Not everybody is supposed to go all the way to the end of the line with you, but the shallow man will never get to the destination with you. What, 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 no matter how short the thing that you've got, You can't count on him. As long as it's exciting, he'll be there. As long as it's rocking and rolling, he'll be there. But just let it get a little dull, and the enemy's got him. He's out. He's out, out, out of socket. Excitement comes and excitement goes, but real life requires endurance. Endurance. And a shallow man doesn't have it. And then the shallow man also has no moisture. Uh, it's a problem with shallow soil. When the rains come, rather than, than getting a nice deep soak that provides you know, nourishment down in the, in the deep parts, the soil just washes away and it's, and it's gone. And because of other issues, because of the other issues in the shallow man's life, uh, yeah, he, he wants the rains, but what he's really looking for is a flash flood. Not a, not a soaker. You know, uh, a soaker hose, uh, you, know, you know what a soaker hose is, right? I'm just wondering if that was a hose that was messed up and they went, oh, wait a minute, we call this a soaker hose. Put it out. But... But it just, you know, the, the water just kind of seeps out, but it, 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 it provides something, it provides moisture deep down. You know, the rains, the, I mean, California this week, for crying out loud. You know, the, the flash floods, the rains, just wash, it, just wash everything away. I had a, a pastor friend back in the 90s, back in the, uh, there, there was a, uh, back in the time when, uh, you know, people were, I don't know, some of you may not know this, you may not remember this, but there, there, was, a, there was a period here, at least in Middle Tennessee, where, you know, people were getting their, their fillings were becoming, turning into gold, and gold dust was, was showing up at various places, and, you know, and, and this, this miraculous thing was happening, and that miraculous thing was happening, and, oh, man, it was glorious, you know, and it was, uh, they, they, they called it the river, and a pastor friend of mine who was about ready to leave the ministry uh, came to me uh, and was talking, and he said, you know, the river flew through our, flow, flowed through our church this last year, and just about nothing was left when it got through, coming through. Uh, that church doesn't exist anymore, by the way. We need the rains, but... You know, the soil's got to be deep to contain the rain. If the soil is, is, is not deep, 
then the rains, rains are going to do more damage than they will good. There's no moisture there. What we really want to be is like a tree planted by the rivers of the water of life. And it requires roots and it requires deep soil. Back about 35 years ago, there was this, uh, there was this man at the Lord's Chapel who, uh, named Ken Adams. And there are two or three things about Ken that I remember that, uh, that are pretty cool. Uh, remember the day that his, that his teenage son, who had been wandering for a while, came back to the Lord. It was, <laughs> it was so cool. Uh, this, this, uh, we had an evangelist that day, and he, he gave a, uh, a salvation call, and uh, Ken's son came down, and back at the back of the building, you, you, you heard this, and he goes running down to the, uh, just, just hollering as loud as he can, gra- tears flowing down his face, grabs his son's, picking him up and dancing around. That's pretty good. Uh, but one other thing that I remember about Ken uh, that relates to this, he had, he had a very serious surgery that, uh, that he was going through. And uh, our pastor had been at the, at the hospital when they, when they were taking him out for surgery. You know, and they put, and they put, him, they put him under. And, you know, when they put you under, uh, if you've ever been put under, you know, sometimes they'll tell you to count to 10 backwards or you can't count to 10 backwards. But, yeah, you know, they'll tell you to do something like that. <clears throat> well, he decided to sing, and he started singing. He started singing uh, a, a chorus that we used to sing then, like a tree, like a tree, just like a green olive tree in the house, in the house of God. I will trust in the mercies of God forever. I will trust in the mercies of God. And even after I go to sleep, I will still be singing when they roll me down the, the corridor, because he was. He was totally out. He was still singing. He went into the, he went into the, uh, into the surgery, still singing. And I don't know if he still was singing when they cut him open, but that would have been. How'd the surgery go? Well, a surgery went well. But what was even better is I ran into Ken about a month ago. Still walking with the Lord, still glowing. His kids walking with the Lord. It's kind of go. It's possible. It's possible. Can't get there with thin soil. And if your life has been one of wow, I, I, ups and downs and ups and downs. See, when I came back to the Lord when I was in my mid twenties, the first thing that I that I because that's what my life had been like. I went, Lord, you know, what, what's going to make it work this time? I'm so tired of, of bouncing around like a ping pong ball as a, as a believer. I want to be established. I want to be rooted. The answer is, I need to get rid of that bedrock. I need to get some deeper soil. I need to do some cultivation. I'm going to say one other thing. This, this is this is kind of off the off the track. But do you know why we you know why we we sing and we worship first and then the word goes forth? We do it 
because most of us did not spend the week worshiping the Lord. Most of us spent the week listening to sports talk radio or listening to Taylor Swift or Jay-Z or GJ or, you know, something like that. That's what most of us spent the week doing. And when we come, we need some time to prepare our hearts. Now, it's not that's not the solution for everything. You need to be preparing your heart every day. But it boy does it help on something before the word comes. We, we need time to do that. So wouldn't it maybe be a good idea to get here on time to do it? Wouldn't it maybe be a good idea when you actually get here to enter into it? Kind of go, let me work this. I got some rocks that need throwing away. I got, I got some soil that needs deepening before the seed is planted. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs>